Welcome to the Conscious Lifestyle Living Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Amanda. And this is the place where we explore the endless possibilities of our divinity through the experience of our humanity. Join us as we laugh, cry, and show our human side while we practice the embodiment of our divine potential. Okay, so today we are going to talk about how to honor what it actually means and can look like to honor the authentic yeses and nos, Mm -hmm. especially when you're moving forward and creating or just experiencing life in any way. What does that actually look like? So um, we're going to just start off by maybe talking about an experience. Yeah, a, a, a recent a recent Life experience. Yeah, because that's kind of like what this is all about. Wow. So talking about like what this looks like and how that actually happens. So one of the things that you notice is as you've been on this journey, you're starting to realize like, okay, hey, maybe there's been places that I've maybe dishonored myself. Maybe there's been times where I've said yes when it really was a no. And how do you actually like navigate mm-hmm. that and work it in a way where it is creating what you want in your future. Well, even like the, um, I think some of us, especially who come from like a, having like a tendency or a propensity to be like a people pleaser or a peacemaker. Well, I don't know that. What was that? Or a, um, the, the other thing too is like that wanting to find a win for everybody involved. Yeah. Right? Like I, Michelle and I talk often about like, like we space, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not just about me. It's not just about what I want. Um, it's not just making decisions about myself because really like the decisions I make also influence other people. Absolutely. Um, and yes, yeah, so, there has been a space where we got into where it was like, Hey, honor yourself. Like, right. And there is truth. Like when you honor yourself, it mm-hmm. does honor everybody involved. Right. But as we've noticed that there's more to be taking in account and it's like yes honoring yourself but also honoring the whole and also honoring the energy of what's coming through and what's actually wanting to be created right because there's like an idea talking about like using maybe more of like a religious term of like righteousness Mm, like what is righteousness and one of the um things that we've learned and we actually read in a book it was called anna the grandmother of Jesus Mm -hmm. and in it in the very beginning she talks about righteousness it's honoring it's like the right use of energy yeah in in the situation as it is because there's sometimes where a behavior is absolutely the right thing to do in that moment Mm. and in a different moment it would be the absolute wrong thing to do so it's not like this is the right way all the time right and and I also think that like there's a way to honor like what your authentic no is and there's a way to do it because there's you can do it like nope I'm saying no and people just get to deal with it because I'm honoring myself. Mm-hmm. There's a certain energy mm-hmm. behind that, and what that whatever energy is happening behind an action you take, like the action could actually look the same, mm-hmm. but whatever energy is coming behind that action is what is going to like set something in motion, mm-hmm. and so. I guess it's more like talking and exploring what does that look like? What are ways to honor the no that set in motion actually everybody having a win Mm -hmm. versus I'm saying no at the cost of everybody else? Mm -hmm. Because like I said, the action could be the exact same, but what's set in motion behind that is what makes the difference between coming together in a place of oneness versus creating separation. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of us have had the experience, like some of, at least from my, like from my experience, in the past when I would say no to things, it would cause contention. Yes. And I didn't love the way that that would feel. And so I would then say yes when something was an actual no, just so I could avoid the contention. And then I'd deal with the resentment within myself or I'd, you know, like I can handle, I can handle this, but I don't want to have to handle it on the outside of me. Oh my gosh, that used to be like such a theme. It's like it's fine. Like I'll just hurt myself because uh-huh. I don't want to hurt anybody. I else. don't want to hurt anybody else, and and then swinging to the other side. Well, I don't want to hurt myself, so I'm cool hurting everybody else. Right. It's that pendulum swing, mm-hmm. right? And and I think we we do that. You know, it's it's part of like the karmic loop. 
You know, you get to, you get to experience, you know, be, being the person that says no. And then another time you get to be experienced being the person that says no. And, right? Like, you, we get to experience all these different parts mm-hmm. of it. And I think when we're, when we're swinging, like pendulum swinging, from one far one, one way, swing all the way across to another way, that's kind of an indicator that, oh, I'm playing out a karmic cycle right here. Mm-hmm. And so how do we get to bring it back into, like, a middle place where it's not such a rapid swing? Because mm-hmm. when you're swinging so far from one side to the next side, that's how you know you're, like, on a emotional, energetic, roller spiritual, coaster. mental roller coaster that, mm-hmm. like, takes you for a ride, and it's exhausting. Yeah. Real quick, tell them a little bit, like, what a karmic cycle is. Oh, okay, karmic cycle. So, um... You've heard the phrase karma's a bitch, right? <laughs> so, I gotta say really quick, I had this little girl that came in, because um, I still cut hair um, periodically, and I had this little girl came in, and her name was Karma. Oh. And I kept thinking, like, and it made me feel bad, because part of me in my mind would, you know, because people are joking, because that's the thing you hear, karma's a bitch. And yeah. I'm like, but I'm looking at this sweet little girl, I'm like, oh, that gets to be a new phrase that I don't use anymore. Yeah. Um, because karma actually is not that at all. Karma is just um, the, exp- really, so if you want to talk about, it, like, um, consequences or results, results, right? Like I don't know. So I don't frame consequences in a negative framework anymore. So mm-hmm. it, it's just what I set in motion. I then get to experience what I set in motion. Yeah. Right. And karma is kind of what it like that. That's what karma is. It's you make a choice and you experience a result mm-hmm. from that. Um, and some, when we make a result from a wounded place, we typically will then have an experience where we have what feels like a wounded result. Yes. Right? So karma's, karma, isn't, karma isn't a bitch. Karma is just a reflection of where you're at and like how you're choosing to be in the world. And just showing it, you it's, like it's what just you put feedback. in. It's, yep. it's like what you put out is what you bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so looking at karma that way, sometimes, so... Okay, so I'm just I'm just gonna use like life example. Okay. So so we'll go into guys like we talk about this this podcast is a lot about what we're experiencing uh-huh. and just being able to like share it with you. So this is an experience that has been literally I'm, just played I'm, out. Actually, I'm gonna go even further back oh. for the karma one. Okay. Um, yeah. And I'm actually gonna sh- like I'm gonna I'm gonna share some pretty. Yeah. Um, this is a big one that I got to experience, <laughs> and you can almost look at karma like a wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay, anytime there is an experience that happens with other people, um, even within yourself, but sometimes it's easier to see when it's an experience outside of you because you can almost observe it better. Mm-hmm. So um, as a little girl, I got to experience what it felt like to um, have a dad cheat on my mom. Okay, so my my biological dad, um, who has since passed, he passed when I was still a little girl, Um, but I got to experience what it feels like to be the kid who had parents experience that type of wounding. Mm -hmm. Um, And that imprinted some certain energy in me. Um, Jump forward to my first marriage. I got to experience what it felt like to be the woman who was cheated on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I went from a different part of the wheel, right? So I had judgments as a little girl about her parents. Mm-hmm. And from those judgments, I formed what I thought about life, what I thought about others, and like what that meant about me. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I got to experience it. I got to jump to a different side of the wheel in my first marriage where I got to experience what it feels like to be the woman whose husband wasn't, didn't keep agreements, right? And, mm-hmm. and stepped outside of our agreements in a way that felt really, really painful. And I had even more judgments. And then jump forward, so... Girl, I just love that you're sharing all of it. <laughs> well, this is just, I, I, you know, I'm just, I just figured, I'm like, oh, what's the easiest way to, like, experience, or how, you know, how to talk about this wheel thing and like well this is a really clear easy one for people to to see 
He's okay, like, oh, so, she's going there. So, I'm, yeah, you, you should have seen Michelle's eyes when she realized where I was <laughs> like, going with it. Oh, we're going to do that. Um, okay, so I got to experience being the little girl, and then I also got to experience being the woman. And I got to, I got, and in those experiences, I picked up really harsh judgments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, fast forward. So, during the first year that I was dating my current husband now, okay, um, but during that first year, I then got to experience what it was like to be the person that cheated on, that, that was the cheater, mm. right? So early on in mine and Jeff's relationship, I cheated on Jeff. And so, and then that brought a whole bunch of understanding mm-hmm. and it brought a whole bunch of pain, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and what's so fascinating is that when I could step back, and it took me some time, but when I could like step back and take a look at like, whoa, I was just getting to experience every single part of that karmic wheel. Yeah. And when we come to understand it and we choose love, that's when we can actually step out of the karmic wheel. And we don't have to experience every single part. Yeah, in which order I think is a good thing. That. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't have to. It's not like, oh my gosh, I've been cheated on, so now I'm gonna have to go cheat on someone else mm-hmm. so I kinda only understand this. Definitely not. No, you don't have to do that. I mean, I got to experience that. (laughs) Yeah. Because I held such strong judgments and such strong opinions. Mm -hmm. You know, and like sometimes the things that you say, like, I would never do that. Man, be really careful when you say you would never do that. I really feel like when you say, I'll never do that, I'm like, oh. Oh. Well. I now know. I'm like, I would prefer not to choose this. Yes, I would prefer not to choose this, okay? So, So that's like a little bit of like the, that's a karmic will. Yeah. That's a karmic cycle. Mm-hmm. And when we can choose to have love and understanding and compassion and be an observer, that's when we can actually step out of the wheel. Yeah. And for me, I got to play out three different spots before I could get to the place of choosing love and compassion and understanding and radical ownership of my part in each of those, in each of those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, so that would be like a really good example of a karmic loop or a karmic wheel or a karmic cycle, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's even like a little bit more than just the what I put out, I bring in. Mm-hmm. Even though that's exactly what I was doing. I was sitting there judging my ex-husband fiercely, harshly, throwing him under the bus. Like, how dare, how could he like ever do something like that? Yeah. And then I got to experience what it's like when... You're the, the person who When did you're it. the person that did it. Mm-hmm. And so... Part of, I mean, that was a super painful lesson. Mm-hmm. So super grateful for that lesson. Um, and it and allowed me to step out. To step yeah. out of that and experience what actually is possible when we're not playing in these karmic loops. Yeah. So taking that. So one of the things, too, it's like you can be an observer of it mm-hmm. and to look like, I can look at that situation and I'm like, oh, wow, look at all those pieces. Well, what was the learning Amanda got? Oh, radical ownership, having love and compassion, and then choosing something different in a moment. So, okay, and what's so I'm, great is Michelle can look at my experience from that and she can get all the learning without having to experience anything. Of, so that's what's so great, too, is it's like we can, we can learn from other people's experience. And when we choose that, when we choose learning versus judgment, mm-hmm. then... We, oh my goodness, we help ourselves avoid so much suffering. Which, really, I mean, if you can choose to learn in any way, why not choose that? Why not choose, like, you don't have to go through every single experience, but you can be just wise in looking at experiences. Is like, huh, okay, well, what would I want to choose here? Yeah. Take the learning. If people are having experiences, pay attention. Yeah. Observe watch so you don't have to repeat the same cycle right and part of what's so awesome too is like I could have stopped that cycle at any moment in my journey if I would have honored my authentic no Mm. which brings us into current day situation that you guys this literally just happened and so this is um yeah, like you can have it in any single point and you can learn it at any single point. And so then, okay, current, current situation that literally just happened a couple days ago. And so we want to speak to it because there was, there was some awesome learning and I feel 
being able to take that learning and being to apply it differently, mm-hmm. we got to experience a different outcome than what normally would have happened. Totally. Because I definitely would say I was one who was much more of a, oh, it's okay, I'll just hurt myself because I'd rather just make everyone else feel good and I'll just deal with the aftermath, uh-huh. which having good, awesome friends and, and, and <laughs> helps to be like, really, is that what you want, Michelle? I'm like, and, and touching back on that, um, so in the word righteousness, so like, a, you know, the right use of energy, mm-hmm. right? Like that plays into all of this too. Absolutely. So we um, had an experience. So um, part of what we do with the Sophrenic Collective is we have, uh, with our company, we have a place that we come. It's our wellness center. And we host classes here. We have facilitation rooms. Mm-hmm. And this has definitely been a, a co-creation between Amanda and I. Yeah. So the, um, the facility that we have, I actually physically steward it. But energetically, it's very much a co-creation between me and Amanda. And so we had an opportunity that came up where, because we do, we love having people come in. We love having people share the space. And someone was asking to use the space. And I was like, oh my gosh, this would be amazing. I was like, Amanda, what do you think? And initially when it first came in, it was an absolute, yeah. oh, yep, I yep. think that this is what this is for. This feels like a yes. Okay, so started to move forward with it. So giving a little backstory with this. I can't believe we're talking about this kind of stuff. So great. <laughs> I know, so right? Great. So giving a little backstory. Um, Amanda and I had been a part of a group of amazing people. Mm-hmm. Amazing learning, amazing insights. We got to see what worked for us, what didn't work for us. We got to get really clear. And we did have a falling out a few years ago that was excruciating. It was really painful. painful. It was really, and Super not messy. just for Michelle, yeah. not just for me, it, literally for everybody. It was like we tripped over everybody's core wounds yeah. in like a really, really, really big way. Yeah. Really big way. And looking in and realizing, like, I absolutely had pieces that if I were to go back, I would have done differently. Right. In my wounded, hurt. Ditto. Ditto. Place. I did things that I'm like, oh, man, like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have loved. And so there were some people involved with it that um, me and Amanda have definitely gotten to sit with. We've gotten to, like, own our parts within own ourselves. Parts. And come to a place of, like, okay, like, well, what would we want to create again? What would we not want to create again? And so recently, I had come to a point like, oh, you know what? I think I'm ready to just clear this, move through it. And so I had gotten um, clear with this space with one of the people that were involved with it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I feel clear, you know. And so as um, these people, this group of um, women wanted to come in, they wanted to use the space. I was like, absolutely. Well, we kind of found out a little bit further down that one of the women that were going to be there was someone that was involved before with that messy, messy situation. Mm-hmm. And so me being in a space, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just love to help people. This feels like, yes. I did a little bit of a, oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. After I had said yes and alluded like, yes, I got some information. I'm like, oh, uh, well, for me. That feels a little different. Feels a little different. It changed the situation a little bit. I'm like, okay. Um, there's going to be someone else there. Is this still a yes? I'm like, well, I had come to a place where like, it could, it could be a yes for me. I might, I feel clear and it might be a yes. And so moving forward, I was like, well, yeah, okay. There are some agreements that get to be in place, which was great. It definitely put me in a man in a place where we got to realize, okay, cool. How are we going to move forward? So after it was after I was like, okay, well maybe this could be, cause we were, me and Amanda were in dialogue about it, but then it came to a point like, hmm. In my language, I think I've said yes to this. And I sat with that and I'm like, oh, wait. I'm not the only one involved here. I'm not the only one that stewards this space. And yes, physically it comes down to it. And I, and honestly, I could have made any decision I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, nope. And I could have justified it. And I could have said, nope. Yep, well, we're going to let it go this time. And I could have even like spiritually bypassed and said like, oh, well, here's some learning. And next time we'll do it differently. Mm -hmm. But I also realized, I I got to sit there like, oh, Michelle, what is this setting in motion? So in that moment, I had feelings of, okay, I love all... And how do I honor the energy that has come together by, what is it, by the five of us women? Yes. Right? It started out with four women Mm -hmm. and that felt pretty clear. And then a fifth showed up Uh and that shifted the dynamic and shifted the energy. And so 
now how do we honor the energy that's present? Yes. So for me, I remember I was sitting that night. I was like, okay, huh. I have just set something in motion. And I realized that this doesn't feel, when I look at the whole, not just looking at myself, because mm-hmm. truthfully, in that moment, it wasn't 100% yes, but I was like, but it feels like it could be a I yes. Could, I almost, not talk yourself into it. But I could have but like. I could move through it into a way. In a way that it could have been yeah. like, this, this could work. But when I sat with it, I was like, Michelle, it's not just you. You are not the only one involved in this situation. And with what you feel and believe at this point and what you're wanting to create in the future, especially with Amanda and what you're wanting to move forward in the relationship me and Amanda have and what we're wanting to create with healing, with the business and other things involved, like what does this look like? Well, instantly I have this fear come up. It was like these old wounds of like being like, oh my gosh, like I, in my mind, Instantly what came up is like, well, you're either going to blow up a relationship with these women or you're going to blow up a relationship with Manda. And I was like, oh, interesting. Is that actually the truth here? And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. So normally, you guys, well, we've talked about this before, but there's like the drama dynamics, right? Like yeah. there's the place that you play. And a lot of times it's talked about as a triangle. Yeah, it's, it's Richard Cartman's work of uh-huh. the drama triangle. And then, you can Google it. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then... And then um, Diane Doko's uh, introduced us to having it be a box. When it came into a box where it's like not just like the victim, victim villain, human, hero, hero, but there's an avoidant. I was like, oh. Because a lot of times I'm like, no, I don't think I'm playing on that. But I'm like, oh, avoidant. Oh, that used to be Michelle's home base. <laughs> home base. I'm just going to avoid this. We'll just see what happens and I'll just see if I can try to clean things up afterwards. You guys, let me tell you right now. That can sometimes be the messiest yeah. point it can be you get into playing all of the things because you're now the victim, but you're also the villain, and you're trying to hero someone else out. And when you notice that you're playing on a drama dynamic, you're literally almost forcing other people to have to play roles. Yes. And you're going into a situation is like, who's taking what? And as an avoidant, you're literally throwing it on. Cool, guys. Who wants to take what? When you personally are probably playing one of those roles for every single person involved. Yeah. So I realized like instantly thinking like, oh, Michelle old pattern we don't do that anymore cool so I sat with it for a moment I just let the energy move through me fear that I was going to have to hurt someone's feelings uh fear of the fact that I was going to be looked at of being out of integrity like that everything this was going to be really really hard super super hard and that you know what Michelle you've had so much work and you and Amanda have done so much things you've cleared some things to heal relationships and you're just going to blow everything every single thing up that was what my mind wanted to say, mm-hmm. and the energy was triggering that in my body. So I'm like, nope, I just get to sit with it. So I sat in meditation, and I was like, no, Michelle, you're also committed that things get to be easy, and it gets to be a win for everyone. Right. So I instantly call Amanda up. I'm like, so um, I get to come in integrity. Because the other thing, too, is when situations happen, you get to see really clearly what up to this point you were playing. But you guys, at any single moment, you can make a different decision to change yeah. the outcome. It's not yeah. like when something gets set in motion, totally. it's like... Oh, oh no, the ball's rolling. This is what's going to happen. Oh, I did something. No, I realized that there were some conversations that we had alluded to with me and Amanda when it came to stewarding the space and stewarding our company that weren't super clear. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, cool, I get to get back in integrity with that. So my first conversation was with Amanda. So I call her up and I'm like, cool. So some things have played out. And I realized that there's some things I get to get back in integrity with. And in some aspects, I really wasn't out of integrity. If you looked at just the actual, like, physical, physical things, physical, physical I wasn't. things, I wasn't. Could I totally justified. Like, nope, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I could literally make whatever decision I want, and in 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 with what was playing out to that point, I would have been totally like physically in integrity with it. But when I stepped back to realize, I'm like. No, but there's something bigger here. So I was right. like, hey, Amanda, and, look. And when we say physically, it's almost like in the verbal. Yeah, like, yeah that's probably so, a better thing. Like so the verbal, verbal, verbal integrity of A lot of, of us associate integrity around keeping agreements. Michelle yes. really would have been verbally. Totally in, totally in integrity. Totally in integrity with that. However, she's in tune enough with energy to have felt like, mm, there's something off here. Because I could feel it. Like, mm, something's kind of off. And I realized within myself, I'm like, hey, Yes, verbally, I was in integrity, but there's an energetic agreement that hasn't been verbally said yet, but it also feels like it's already been in play. Yeah. So I came back. I'm like, hey, Amanda, look. So I've set some things in motion, and I get to come back in integrity with it where we are co-stewarding the space. And yes, physically, I can make whatever decision we want, and 
verbally that's what we've said but I also realize that this is a co-creation and so I get to verbally make this agreement that when things that are going to affect what we're creating this gets to be a joint decision because that is the energy we started this with right and this space is a part of what we are creating and so I realize I'm like look this is what it started out with I found that there's going to be a third person involved and I realize that that does change the energy how do you feel about this and what do we want to do from here? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we get to do this? So I bring it to Amanda. I'm like, okay, Amanda, this is what we're at. And I have to say, I want to say that there was fear, but there also wasn't fear because there has been so much conversation and because Amanda and I have done so much work with each other and we've had multiple chances to blow up our friendship <laughs> in we, big ways. In really big ways. And we have enough evidence. Our brain yeah. at this point has enough evidence to know that if there's something that feels hard that we need to bring to one another, we know we navigate this really, really well. Yeah. So, I mean, there was like a fear coming up of passes. Like there's almost like this little kid inside of me. But you know, last time you did this, it made it a big thing. But then it was also like an aunt we know we're going to move forward in this. So I was like, cool, this is what's gotten set in motion. I feel like I've kind of already said yes to this, but I also realize that that's out of integrity because of the energy of what we're creating. And mm-hmm. I also get to come and say, I want to show up in a way where this is a truly co-creative space. And I realize that me in kind of saying yes to this has is out of integrity with the energy of what we're wanting to create. So first thing is, let me get back in integrity with the fact of like, I know that what I want to create is co-creative. I feel like I did, I kind of took an eye space and I was just going to do, I, I kind of made a decision, well, semi made a decision for something that doesn't feel like this is actually co-creative. So this is where we're at. What, 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 what feels what good to you? What do we want to do now? Yes. What do we want to do? What do we want to go forward with this? And, and so we got to have a super awesome conversation where, mm-hmm. like, I got to hold space with, okay, Michelle, what's present for you? Yeah. What are you feeling? What feels true for you? What feels, what feels like the authentic yes? What feels like an authentic no? And then we, we flipped. Actually, I think you start. I might have. I don't remember. Anyhow. Well, no, but you we came both in got like, to have our. Ex- well, yeah. Because you came in and you're like, hey, Michelle. Okay. Well, you kind of. Because I knew. I knew when the third woman came into the picture, I was like, hmm. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a pretty big no in Amanda's body. <laughs> and, and and it was. It mm-hmm. was a big no. And and because there's still pieces there, one that I'm working within myself. Yep. Right? Like I'm still in a process working some of those. And I'm okay to give myself the space that that is asking for. Because um, just because you know something doesn't mean, oh, I have the understanding and I should just be okay with this. Right. No. Like it's not yet. So so it wasn't there yet for me. So there's pieces within myself that I'm still getting to sit with and work with, um, and and come into a clear space. And there's also things with that other woman that like those parts also get to shift. Those parts get to adjust. There mm-hmm. like there gets to be a new experience there that that experience hasn't yet happened for me. Mm-hmm. So um, to then just dishonor the no here. What would that then set in motion? Yeah. Right? Because there was this piece when you were talking to me, you're like, Michelle, I get that you're in a more clear space here. Oh, yeah. I could totally name that. Like, it's super clear to see. Michelle is in a much clear, like, Mm -hmm. she's moved through more of the things Mm -hmm. than what I have been able to move through in regards to this particular relationship. And here's the thing, guys. Just because I was in a clear space, it's not like, okay, cool, Amanda. We know this. Get with it. Get, get get on get on with it. Come no, on. No, because it's the same thing in honoring the energy that's moving through. Amanda's like, hey, I still get to honor this, and it is not in a completion state. And just because you're at different places doesn't mean anything. Right. It's just like, oh, this is how the energy is working out, and this is just how it happens to be playing out in this time. Because there's been other times where Amanda's moved through something, I'm like, not there. Totally not there. Don't even talk to me about it because I'm mad still. And guess what? I can be mad about it still, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, and so I just got to sit with the parts that were like, okay, what's the no? Mm-hmm. Because there was part of me that actually really wanted to say yes. Yeah. There was a part of me that really wanted to be like in that healed, clear space. And the no, like I, I could have really easily bypassed the no and mm-hmm. conscious talked myself into I know this, I know where I should be, I just need to get on that page and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. When we bypass our no, we're setting in motion motion a mess because the no is actually just giving us information of what's important to us, 
what doesn't feel quite on. Um, and so I got to sit with the no. Mm-hmm. And I sat with it. And I realized some of the feedback it was giving me. And then I got to ask myself, am I in a place to actually say yes to this? Mm-hmm. And when I got really authentic with myself, I wasn't in that place yet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that I won't be in the future. Just in this current moment, it it was still a no because the energy is still so off mm-hmm. um, within myself and within the relationship with this other woman. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm in a place where it's like I can send her love from a distance, mm-hmm. but the thought of having her intimately in my world didn't feel like a yes yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I, did you hear that, you guys? Yet. Amanda's not saying like, nope, sorry, this is what's happening and I'm closing the door that this is just reality and so I'm going to cement that this is what it is. Right. I just know that for in this phase of the journey, it's it's not authentic for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. So I got to share that part with Michelle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it was like, okay, now what do we do with this? Because this was the thing too. Is like, So Amanda now has this place. She's like, okay, cool. Because part of me and my body was like, this could be a yes for me. The part that was off, that it wasn't a yes for Amanda. But when Amanda shared what it was for her, she didn't have this hard line. It's like, Michelle, this is what it feels for me, and you need to honor this. It was like a, hey, this is what it feels like for me. Well, what does it feel like for you? And then it was like, oh, well, I feel like it could be a yes. And so then we got to sit with, okay. Now what do we want to do with it? Because we're kind of, I mean, not at odds, but we kind of are in a... Different places, different places, different places, different energies, different energies of what that could feel. So then we got to look at like what's the hold, mm-hmm. because with what we're wanting to create, we also get to factor in, well, who would we be bringing into this space? How is this going to serve in this way? How do we get to honor a process and trying to think a little bit? Not that we like to not futurize too much, but also to say is like, well, what would that create in this? What space? What would that set in motion in this space? Mm-hmm. So we realized I was like, I, re- I, hey, right now, if it's not a yes, and when you're in a partnership, if it's not a true yes, for both parties, at the, in this in this instance, because I don't want to say always, but it's like, hey, in this instance, it doesn't feel like, okay, just get on with it, move through it. It's like, no, we get to honor the fact that like, hey, right now, it's gonna be a no, mm-hmm. not that it is. For the future or for forever, but right now, being using the right use of energy in this point, the energy is saying that this isn't going to create that picture and that feeling of what you're wanting to create here. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, crap. Quick. Well, I just set in motion that I already kind of said yes, which was out of integrity, but I didn't realize it was out of integrity. Uh, no, part of me kind of knew, but I was also kind of playing this piece of like, well, but I kind of like said that they could use it. Uh-huh. I didn't. But when I said that they can use it, I didn't have a bunch of stipulations because I didn't even think about it that time. And right. so, but I was like, oh, crap. Okay. Well. And, and we weren't clear in our communication that when we said yes to them using the space, that it, it was a yes to those two women. Mm-hmm. That yes didn't just get extended to anybody else, right? Yeah. So we didn't communicate that part. Yeah. And guess what? I didn't know to communicate that part. Exactly. And it's like, okay, cool. Because sometimes you're doing the very best that you guys, I, I, I'm a firm believer that everyone is doing the very best that they can with the information and the embodied information that mm-hmm. they have. Because sometimes you can know in your head, but if it's not actually embodied. fully integrated and embodied through your system, you're still going to act in an old way. And so I was like, okay. So instantly I'm having my mind, crap, man. In the past, when you've done things like this, I almost wanted to go to, I noticed how easy it was for me, even knowing drama dynamics, knowing the drama like box, like, I'm like, okay, well, now maybe I'm going to need to play the villain because I need to save Amanda because I don't want them to think something about her. So it, this was going off in my head. And instantaneously, almost when I said that, Amanda's like, and we just get to be honest about this. And I was like, I was like, what? She's like, yeah, Michelle. Because I'm thinking like in my mind, I'm like crafting it like, okay, hey, like I'm trying to think of a way. What's the softest way I can deliver this? What's the softest way that I can deliver this and try not to hurt anybody's feelings? But By in, taking on all of the responsibility. All of the responsibility. So I have like this whole message out like, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about this. Because I do feel like taking self-responsibility in relationships is absolutely important. And I notice sometimes, and Amanda could pro- actually, Amanda's pretty badass at this, but sometimes I'll just like, I'll just take all the responsibility because uh-huh. I will hurt myself so I don't hurt anybody else. Right. But in doing that, I instantly am making someone else have to be a victim. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll just, okay, I was the villain here. 
but I'm now putting someone right on that. You're taking someone right out of their power. Right out of their power. It was like, okay, yes, I absolutely get to claim my part in this and then also just to come get to come and just be transparent and honest. So when Amanda was like, Michelle, speak to it. You can absolutely say, this is exactly what is going on. This is the feeling in it. And you can even say, like, I'm the one who has this feeling. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Because part of it was, like, in a way, Michelle could have been put in the middle of, like, oh, I have to say, like, got to say no because Amanda is not quite there yet. Like, or whatever, right? Or to even say, like, well, I don't want to even want to make Amanda look like the bad person. Because uh-huh. I know that her process is a good one. And it's not like she's trying to be bad. And so I have to, like, make it seem like it's okay that she's here. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out how am I going to say this message in and- a way that is going to be super soft. Right. But in that, if I wasn't being transparent in the message, that also set something in motion with the dynamics of the people involved. Yes. So Amanda being the badass that she is, she's like, look, this is my no. That means I get to stand in it. And I was like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Because the second she said that, instantaneously the energy cleared. And I was right. like, Oh, because there was almost like a subconscious of Amanda's got a no and Michelle had to be the enforcer Mm -hmm. of the no. That's not right use of energy either. So if it's a no for me, I get to own that it's a no for me and I get to be, I get to stand in it and I get to be seen in it and we don't like sugarcoat or try and pretend that that's not what it is. Well, because in the, if trying to sugarcoat it and trying to be like, oh, well, it's this, you're basically saying this person can't handle this. Right. Or they're not whatever, and so I have to say it in a way that's not just factual. And that's not – the truth of it is, is like, no, people are strong. Mm-hmm. And you are coming from a loving place, and you're like, hey, we want to come in a place where it's creating clean, clean energy. clear. Just totally clean and clear. So even in the communication, it was like, okay, cool. Factually, this is what's going on. That There's a space where right now Amanda doesn't feel like this is clear. And I also realize with what I'm creating so that – for me, what I'm creating in this company and as a co-creation, that means in this space right now, it's not clear. We absolutely love every single, every single woman every, involved in this. All five of us. There's absolutely. a lot of love for all five of us. Absolutely. But right now, the energy is saying that it's not clear. So I'm thinking like, okay, cool. I had this message. I mean, the, this cool thing about when you have awesome people in your space, when you don't even realize that you're like either taking too much responsibility or not enough, you have people like, hey, what do you think about this? So I have this message put out. You guys, there was a bunch of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Amanda's like, hey. So, and I sent it over to her, like, just look at this. Like, and I want to make sure that I'm representing you in the best way that I possibly can in this whole thing. And she comes back, she's like, hey, Michelle, so do you think that maybe you're taking too much responsibility? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, there's a lot of things. You're trying to, like, claim all of it. You're taking responsibility for, like, their lack of communication and my lack of communication. <laughs> and you're taking all of the responsibility for that when it's not yours to take. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But she brought to my mind, uh, to my attention, hey, is this a pattern? I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this a pattern? Because here's the thing. So, in, so we get to take our own, like, responsibility for whatever is being created. Mm-hmm. Anytime we don't take enough, like, take, take, like, responsibility for what we created, right, mm-hmm. and we're putting it on somebody else, we're creating an off energy that will just create more crap. Yep. Okay? Here's, here's the fascinating thing. We're talking about that pendulum, right? That even in taking radical self-responsibility, we might think, oh, I'm just being radical and, like, making, like, taking responsibility for this whole thing. There is a pendulum swing. And if you swing too far into taking responsibility for everybody involved, you are still setting in motion a mess. Mm -hmm. And so it's like Michelle got to take responsibility for her part and her part only. I got to take responsibility for my part and my part only. And then that leaves an opportunity for other people to step in and take responsibility. They may or they may not. And it doesn't matter what they do on this side what they do mm-hmm. or don't do, I just have to clean up inside of me the parts that I'm responsible for. Mm-hmm. Michelle gets to clean up and take responsibility for the things that she's responsible for. And then we get to allow other people to do their part if they choose. Also knowing that if they choose not to, that doesn't mean anything about me. That doesn't mean anything about Michelle. It doesn't mean we're unsafe. It doesn't mean, it, like it doesn't, it doesn't mean that life's bad. It doesn't, none of that. Because it's still also like sending it's like, I think sometimes when we're in this um, 
maybe conscious world or on this journey, like learning how to honor ourselves and not honor ourselves. Sometimes we want to think, well, we don't have boundaries. Well, we just like want to be able to be free and being free means that we don't have boundaries. You guys, there is nothing in this entire planet that doesn't have a boundary. This table has a boundary. Mm -hmm. This energy is in line with what it is and it holds its boundary. And I love it. So Jeff, my husband, he has a way of like describing boundaries Mm -hmm. in like a visual way that I absolutely love. So he speaks of it as like, so energy moves like water, mm-hmm. right? And he frames it in a way where it's like, imagine um, a river that's running through a canyon, okay? And there are these beautiful, strong walls that are helping hold this river. Mm-hmm. And this river gets to flow and it gets to flow rapidly and mm-hmm. it, like smooth and rapid and it's just going and it's channeled in a direction. Yeah. Now, imagine this same river with literally no canyon walls. Yeah. It just, like, goes out into, like, a big open space. What happens when water's not held? It quits moving. It gets stagnant. Mm-hmm. It gets sick. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's the same thing with energy. Like, mm-hmm. we get to create boundaries, not that we place on other people. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's the big thing. Is like, when you have a boundary, it is not a boundary for someone else. For you to enforce on someone else. It is a boundary no. that you hold within within yourself. Yep. And so holding those boundaries allows for the energy to keep flowing. Mm-hmm. Because I know that when I held that boundary of a no, mm-hmm. what I just set in motion was allowing that energy to keep moving. And when that energy is moving, that helps allow things within me to clear. Exactly. That helps allow things within relationships to clear. Mm-hmm. And by honoring, so by honoring the no in that moment, what I actually opened up for was a divine yes on the other side of clearing. Mm-hmm. And no too, you guys, is sometimes when you have the no and you're honoring it, it takes a minute for that energy to clear before you see the divine yes. Oh it's yeah, It's always sure. there. It's not like, well, when I say no, where's the yes? No, sometimes the no, and you get to hold that boundary. Mm-hmm. And you get to keep holding that boundary. And, and you get to hold, because the, there's ways that we can hold boundaries, mm-hmm. okay? Again, the intention and the way that you feel behind anything that you do is what sets in motion, whether it's going to be an outcome that's like super kick-ass or an outcome that's like, whew, I get to learn that lesson again, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So here I am holding this boundary, and there's part of my mind that could have gone into like, Man, I'm not as advanced as Michelle because Michelle's already cleared all of this stuff. Oh, man, these people are going to be so mad at me. Oh, I might have just ruined relationships because I said no. Oh, if you would just hurry up and get on with your healing, right? Like, I could have been shaming the crap out of myself. Yeah. And instead, I'm lovingly holding myself while I'm holding this no and being super compassionate with a part of me that's not ready to say yes. Yeah. Because there's a part of me that still feels tender and there's a part of me that still feels raw. And I'm super grateful that this experience showed up because it helped me tap into that place. And I got to hold that place, like letting her know, hey, I got you. We're safe. We're holding this boundary. And this energy is flowing through and this part of you gets to heal. Because when you think about that, when you're lovingly holding a space, because we talk about like holding space for someone. Well, how do you hold space for yourself? Mm-hmm. How is it? Because like when Amanda had her boundary, it was not, Michelle, this is my boundary. You get to hold you it You get too. to honor it. You get to honor. Everybody gets to honor my boundary. Because I have this and I get to honor myself. And in honoring myself, you all you all have to honor me too. Amanda, she said, like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. And you get to choose what you get to choose. Yeah. And and, and it was such an open, I, I knew I did get to choose what I get to yeah, choose. Yeah. And that invited me to say, like, cool, what is it that I want to create? And, and if Michelle had chosen to be like, yeah, awesome, they can come and facilitate. You know what? I knew that I would still be okay. Because I could then have chosen, awesome, I will just make sure that I'm not in the healing house at that time. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to step physically into that space, right? Like there's so many different options that would have presented themselves. It wasn't like my okayness was dependent on what Michelle chose. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the thing that's so beautiful when we like choose to hold our own boundary and also offer everybody else their agency to choose. Michelle saw that like I wasn't like, hey, you have to honor this right? There, there was none of that because I was going to hold it within myself whether anybody else chose to hold it or not. Mm-hmm. But what just happened was I just, in a way, invited a space for all five of us, 
listen, this is the thing that's so crazy. Even the woman that I have felt a lot of hurt from, because I chose to hold myself in this loving way and choose to hold all of us in this loving way, in a roundabout way, just created a space where that woman can be a part of the healing and be even closer. Mm-hmm. Because when Amanda, she so she was like, okay, here's the boundary that I'm holding. Well, then I got to look at it and be like, huh, well, I actually, for me, what I want to create is holding, I want to honor that with what we're creating, and so I get to hold the boundary. Well, finishing up on the story, got to come back, got to say. Share just transparently where we both were. With the other women, and it was, guys, it was so easy. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, absolutely, we love everybody involved too. If that's what it is, awesome. We'd love to see what gets to create in the future. We'll like reach out, like, hey, when can we see you guys? And it was such an easy thing. So in and that, it was such a healed version. Too. Such a healed such, version. We just got to have a healed experience. So now Amanda got to have an experience where she just lovingly held the boundary, literally no expectation that anyone else had to hold it. Well, then she got an experience where someone was like, huh, you know, I actually think I want to hold that one too because of what is being created and what the energy wants to have. Well, because I got invited to be able to hold a boundary that was like, yep, that feels right for me because it wasn't like I have to hold it because Amanda has it. It was like when I checked in with what we're creating, I get to hold this boundary. I got to have a healed version of what it was like to come back and be like, hey, look, I get to say my part that I got to claim, like, I'm sorry that I jumped the gun on this. And so I get to apologize for saying yes before I cleared everything out. And then they got to show up in a way where I had a healed version where they weren't mad at me. Mm-hmm. Because before I created a lot of like, well, ugh. So I got to have a healed version in my experience and being able to lovingly hold the boundary with a zero expectation of what had to happen. And what we just did in this whole experience, we stepped out of a karmic loop. Mm-hmm. That was like being able to see what happened, being able to take, okay, this is what we've learned in the past. Mm-hmm. We didn't love this and this and this cool, well, this is how I played it this way. This is when I didn't hold a boundary. Okay, it created a mess. This is when I tried to enforce boundaries. This created a mess. Well, what does it look like when I have, I for me, started to create a mess, catching it before I let the whole thing just play out because it was like I started it. Well, I guess I got to let it go. I was like, nope, started a mess. Got to get in. Cool. Where was I out of integrity? And even where I wasn't like, well, because this time I wasn't verbally out of integrity, but mm-hmm. energetically I was out of integrity get to come and do that, find out, okay, cool, well, here's some boundaries. What do I get to hold? Cool, now what does it look on the other side? The whole version was healed. Yeah. And for us, because we don't we don't really know exactly, like, how the other women showed up was beautiful and amazing and feel way closer, than, totally. even closer than we did before. Right. And we can't say exactly what was happening on their side of it. But, like, for us, I'm, but I'm imagining my story is that it was amazing because it felt good. But we got to have a different experience of, oh, not only it's like if you start to create a mess, well, what does it look like in the middle of it? Yeah. And what can that experience be? And how can be? you shift it? Because you can shift it at any moment. At any moment. It's not like, sorry, well, it's too far. It's no. Too, it's at any never moment, you can too far. It's never too far. At any moment, you can change it. Coming in, seeing what wanted to be happen, but then also cleaning it up, not trying to change the story at all. Mm-hmm. Transparently, this is what it is. Being okay with, it's like, well, that's not enlightened. Sorry, you should just be lovingly letting anybody in your space at any time because if it's all about love, why aren't you being love? Yeah. Why aren't you being whatever it is? And so from that point, being able to see the whole thing, stepping out of, realizing when you're in a loop, because I had yeah. started a loop, I was in a loop, I could I could have, like I was kind of almost inviting Amanda, are we doing this hey, loop? Hey, should we do this loop? <laughs> hey, what do you think? Do we want to do this round again? We've done it before. Didn't work out. Should we, should we go on the roller coaster again? I'm being Whee! like, oh. But in the moment, it was kind of like, hey, here's the roller coaster. We're getting on, we're getting off. Because I'm thinking, like, we don't want to play this, but it's like, okay, well, what happens? And here's the deal, though. Even if Amanda chose to, like, no, Michelle, I mean, I, I kind of knew she wasn't, like, but, <laughs> but could. Like, let's just say I go and Amanda's like, Michelle, absolutely not. Why didn't you think of me? This is out of integrity. This is the boundary. Well, just because Amanda's choosing that, I still have the agency to be like, okay, cool. Now, with this situation, with this dynamic, in this moment, what is the energy calling for? And I could have still chosen to do it in the best way and being like, okay, cool. Like, how do I get to handle this in this moment? Because it's not like this just worked out just because everyone just happened to show up right. No, at any moment, regardless of how anybody showed up, you as an individual, no matter what situation you're going in, you still get to check in. I'm like, okay, what part am I replaying? Have I done this before? What would I like to do differently? Mm -hmm. Okay, because guess what? I 
if let's say the whole thing went down, Michelle, you were out of integrity. I can't believe you did this. If Amanda came that way and then I'm like, cool, here's the mess. I get to go do my best in that moment to get in integrity, clear things up. If everybody was mad at me, I get to get, I get to learn and I get to be okay. And it gets to be okay. As you're moving forward, especially in this journey of maybe waking up, learning to do things in a different way, can you still be okay with yourself if you make colossal messes? Okay, well, I think I just played this out. Cool, next time. If that whole thing happened and the whole thing blew up and I was like, oh, guess what? That's just information for me. Mm -hmm. Hey, next time something happens, I'm probably going to think about things a little differently. But here, I'm still going to think about things differently and I've already set things in place to make it easier. And I also want to point out what you were just talking about. Um, this is These are all skills that we're still practicing, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, as you're starting it out, it's like, okay, awesome. I'm, I'm getting this awareness of that I can do it different. And then your cycle will show up. You may go do the exact same cycle, but on the other side, you're going to be able to have 20-20 vision be like, oh, I see how I just did that. And then that cycle is going to show up again. And you're going to have an opportunity to do one piece of it or maybe two pieces of it, a little bit different. It might still end up in a mess, Mm -hmm. but you shifted one or two pieces, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's like part of the reason why Michelle and I were able to do like such a good job in this cycle is you guys, because we've done this cycle, this one has, I don't even know how many times. We've gotten to learn all the little pieces through lots of messes that we kept leaning into and being Uh like, okay, cool. So... We know that we both love each other and that we want to create oneness. So this was painful. Yeah. Massive mess here. Oh, I played every single part of the drama the drama square here. And we've gotten to see, okay, cool. And slowly doing the pieces differently. Right. The next time around, okay, maybe I can clean up this part. And so I guess my thought is like, I, maybe because I'm like in a super compassionate place with myself right now around all of this, right? But... Giving yourself so much compassion and so much grace because it doesn't happen overnight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, there, we we want to find ways that we can collapse time and, like, and these shortcuts and these hacks. And you know what? There are some ways that, like, those things can be facilitated more swiftly. But when it comes down to it, the embodiment piece of it comes from practice. And it, the funny thing is, is when you're, like, letting go that it has to be faster, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it speeds up, like... So rapidly. Quantumly and just exponentially, it gets so, so, so much faster when you've let go of it having to be faster. Yep. And so just, like, giving yourself the space of it, however long this takes, mm-hmm. however long this takes for me to step out of this cycle, for me to step out of this karmic loop, like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to keep choosing... To shift every little piece that I can. Mm-hmm. And and loving yourself and giving yourself grace. And not just yourself, but also the other people that are showing up to play this out with you. Yeah. Because really all they're doing is showing up as like, a, a in a way, a gift or a support for you to actually get what you want to get. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that as you're okay with just doing your very best with what you know at the time and knowing that sometimes you can know something in your head and it's still not fully integrated in your body so you're still not quite showing up in that place but when you're doing your very best like in this situation being okay with however the chips fall yeah being like okay this is what happened cool I'm not gonna avoid this time I'm just gonna confront it exactly what it is speak to it that it's crazy how you get exactly what you want when you're not attached to it anymore Mm mm-hmm when it didn't, ha- I, it, it's okay. If everything blew up, I'm okay. I'm still going to be okay. Yeah. However this is going to look, we're going to move through this. Yeah. It's crazy how when you've released the attachment of it having to be a certain way, you get exactly what you want. Yeah. And it makes it easy and you're opening up a space because it's like literally Amanda opened up that space for healing within herself. Mm-hmm. Hey, cool. I still get to have this time. It's not clear for me. Awesome. I got to be like, cool. And I got to learn, how do I want to be in this space? Okay, this is what I get to hold. Then it invites other people to be able to do the same thing. And you're creating oneness even in a situation that looks like it's trying to create separateness. Yep. But in being able to hold lovingly, hold boundaries for yourself, zero expectation that anybody has to show up and honor that boundary. But you hold it, then it's like, oh, hey, yeah, well, this is mine. 
So then you're inviting someone else to be able to hold their boundaries, to even get clear on, okay, cool, what's my loving boundary? And when then that person, cool, and no one else has to enforce this one. And then it comes from the other one. <laughs> I'm not just crying over there. <laughs> I'm crying because I... So... Like, it's like a real-time healed moment for me. Um, because part of the reason... Like, as Michelle was talking, it was just, like, this whole puzzle piece in my mind just, like, totally landed. And, like, my whole body is, like, feeling it. But I have chosen in the past that I would still hold a little bit of charge Mm. with a person who I had had some deep wounding with. Because there was a part of me that felt like as long as there was part of me that could still hold a charge, that charge would enforce a boundary that could help me feel safe because I didn't trust myself enough to hold myself and not like open up and let somebody back in and recreate another cycle to get hurt. So I chose to hold on to anger so that I could like, I needed anger to enforce my boundary. And so I had to keep some anger intact to keep that person at bay. And what just happened for me in this like, whole experience was that like I got to lovingly hold a boundary with myself like I did the thing and like was able to show up for myself in a way that like I don't have to have anger to hold a boundary because I can hold it enough because I'm paying attention enough to myself and and it was like that was the piece Mm. that was the piece um Real time, real time healing. <laughs> because I knew, like, I know, and I've known this, that the part of me that was holding on to anger was actually an energy drain for me. Yeah. And it was preventing me from being able, and us even, like, let's talk about how it affects Michelle as well, right? Um, affects my family, right? Any piece that we're holding on to that really is out of alignment for our soul is is preventing us from having the very thing that we want. But sometimes that peace gets to be held onto until there's the other part of me that has grown strong enough where I can hold myself without having to be held by anger. Yeah. And so, like, that was the piece I've been talking about. I'm like, this is why I'm holding on. This is, this is the value and the need that gets met when I choose to hold on to a charge. It's because I feel like I'm keeping myself safe. Mm-hmm. And what I just got to have the experience of is like, no, you held yourself. And you released attachment from anybody else having to hold you. And as a result, not only did Michelle come in and help hold that space for the healing, these other women came in and held the space for the healing with no judgment, with no like, I can't believe you did, you know, like None. nothing. It was nothing but love. It was nothing but like appreciation and honor and respect. And now here we are like morning after and it lands for me of like, you did it. Yeah. You can let that charge go. Yeah. And not only can you, like, it's through the tears, through the shaking going on over here. That charge is leaving my body. Yeah. And so that's kind of, yeah. Yep. I don't know what else to say now. Yep. I was like, there you go. <laughs> you guys got to I'm experience. I'm in a moment. <laughs> you got to experience literally healing happening. For Amanda, in the moment, with something probably you've been holding on to for a really long time. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mhm. But the cool thing too is you also got to honor the fact that that was there, and you held it until it no longer needed to be there anymore. Right. And so that's partly too of like not shaming myself for needing to hold it. Mm-hmm. It was meeting a need, even though it was coming at a cost. I knew it was coming at a cost, and I knew that there was going to be a time where it didn't need to be there. Here's the thing that's so fascinating. After all of this happened this last weekend, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be a bit before I'm ready to let that go. Less than 24 hours later. Mm. Interesting. When so you're cool with the time. When you're cool with the timeline, how fast it speeds everything up. Yeah. I love it. Cool. So, there you go. That's all I got. Yep. There is our experience with holding boundaries. Holding boundaries, saying no. Stepping saying on yes. a drama triangle, then stepping, stepping off, off of it. The- even <laughs> in the middle of a mess. Like... Watching how it all looked when no one was expecting anybody else to show up, but everyone was 
honoring themselves, but also honoring everyone at the same time. It was yeah. honoring the whole. Truly, it was honoring the whole of the situation, realizing that I'm a part of the whole. Mm-hmm. And how does that look within myself with zero expectations that it has to be anything on the outside? Yeah. Literally getting the thing that you wanted most, mm-hmm. being okay with however long that it took, yep. and watching it like show up. So, okay, everyone. Have an amazing day. We'll see you next time. If you are wanting more information or to see what we are up to, check us out on Facebook or Instagram at the Sophrenic Collective. Have an amazing day.